Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Luton literally remind me why I love football. There you go. <laughs> Bish bash bosh. Nice. Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, the weekly podcast from Mundial Magazine that has kicked through the doors of the weekly UK podcast market and is taking fucking names. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't know Mundial, look us up. We're a magazine. We do documentaries. Um, we do this. We do that. We do the other. The day this podcast is released, August the 10th, if you, if you listen on the day it's released, and if not, you'll only be a couple of days later, so don't cry when I talk about anniversaries that are in the past. We could have talked about the opening of the Louvre in 1793. Ooh. Could have talked about the formation of the Royal Automobile Club in 1897. Oh. <coughs> more, more my thing. We, well, we could have also talked about the formation of the United Steelworkers. Oh. As a union man like you said. Mick Lynch's little uh, Mick Lynch's little soldier, but we could have we could have, and we very nearly did talk about the space wedding in two thousand and three, and you were all going to be Star Wars characters. Seb, yes, you would be the camp robot C three PO, and James, the unintelligible droid R two D two, Tommy Chewbacca, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we're not going to be those, although that might stay in because I thought they were... They were that they was good. Up, that was really good. Thought, not deep enough characters for their heads. People might be upset if they were the type of person with a lightsaber on the wall. But um, <laughs> anyway, but in our um, in our WhatsApp group this morning, which I know is an annoying thing to say, people talk about their WhatsApp groups and you, you're not in them, so it's annoying. As is just a bit boring um, production chat, really. But in there this morning, I think I called Seb Dog and Tommy said, Dog! Exclamation mark. So, joining me today are... Sebastian Dennis White, Mundell co-founder, a Labrador of a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sticks to you like glue, loves to roll around in his own shit. <laughs> and eats like nobody <laughs> and eats like nobody is watching. Oh, Perfect. I mean, the, I can't uh, argue with any of those. <laughs> on the other Brown side, lab. on the other side of the table, dressed like the bastard love child of Rennie and Supergran, <laughs> is Tommy Stewart. <laughs> A St. Bernard swimming across a lake to help you out with his backy and a pounce round his neck for stopping halfway for a fag and then covering you in slobber. <laughs> That's very good. And then, and then next to me here, James Bird, Mundell Features Editor. And James, you are an otter hound. Not because you have any of the characteristics of an otter hound, because you are a very rare breed. Uh, uh, an otter hound? Oh, I'd like to see one, what that one of them looks like. Hey. I'd love to see what, I never heard of that. Otter hound. Not as much fun as an otter's pocket, though, are they? No, no, no. Not as wet. <laughs> Owen, what kind of dog are you? Yeah. Oh. Well, this is down to you, lot. I mean, I, as, you know, I've, I've spent, I'm recently, I'm back on holiday. I was on the on the uh, desolate, dog-friendly beaches of North Norfolk, partridge country, all sorts there, knocking around this week. You come at me, bro. I don't care. Sausage dog. Well, I'm not. No, You're obsessed no, no. with sausages. I'm not. And it's not, that's not even a breed of dog. It's a dash hound. Anyway, Seb. Yeah. You are obsessed with sausages. I'm not obsessed with them. Don't really eat them. I thought you'd talk about them. British Bulldog. Oh, Winston Churchill, you God. can't. No, no, no. That's on me. No. <laughs> no. Rottweiler. The prob- no. The pro- no. The problem- Why? What's wrong with that? The problem with this game is that nobody wins. 
Yeah. What yeah. What would you have yeah. yourself as? Uh, I don't think I would, actually. Yeah. See? Uh, just a human. See? No one wins. No. Yeah, we're the dogs. <laughs> He's the human. We're the dogs. Poodle, maybe. They show real strength. I know they haven't got strength, but they... Except they've they... got real breathing problems. They look like they're going to fucking die at all times. <laughs> and people like Harry Redknapp have them. What do you... Bull, bulldogs. <laughs> That's what you've cast me as. They sink like... No, a... I'm... I'm the image. Disgusting, the... slobbering, no, jingoistic, no, 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 no. fucking no. overweight, fucking bulldog. <laughs> no! I... Thank you very much. Let's get on with a bloody episode before I have to cut your throat. <laughs> This is a football podcast, and we today are wearing, normally we've been in shirts recently, we've got different things on today, so Art of Football, the lovely people there who do some wonderful schmutter, they are a another Mundial partner, and if you are a Club Mundial member, you will get 10% discount, but we're wearing some of their t-shirts today, I have got the president of Liberia, one of the great strikers of the 1990s at Monaco, PSG and AC Milan, and then he, he came to England, which wasn't quite so good, but... I've got uh, George Weyer, basically with what looks like a sun around him, like a Mayan sun. James, what are you wearing? I'm wearing a T-shirt with uh, the fictional barbershop World Cuts instead of World Cup, and it's lots of World Cup heroes with iconic haircuts, including R9 on the front, a triptych of R9 with three different views of his triangle haircut on the back. I believe we've got Mark Hamzik, we've got... Oh. Baggio. So, yeah, Satan's midfielder himself. Satan's midfielder <laughs> yeah. himself. The drawing. Uh, uh, this is this is this is straight into the rotation. This is a great t-shirt. And uh, Seb, I'm wearing a Frida Kahlo, wearing a Jorge Campos goalkeeper top. Um, two Mexican icons together in, in on one t-shirt. Straight. I like it. Mad, mad but good. Straight into the rotation. Yeah, definitely. Well, he'll have that on in Greece in a couple of weeks, won't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, the budgie smugglers? May, yeah. Ooh, baby. <laughs> no budgie smugglers. No, 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 no. More like a bloody canary in it. <laughs> Tommy, what are you wearing? I'm wearing a Jose Mourinho. Uh, he's doing a, a, sh- a shush sort of gesture. And it's like, a, it's a bit of a hip hop sort of slash WWE style t-shirt. He looks he looks a little <laughs> bit like uh like Tony Poulis. This is the turbo version of I prefer not to speak. It's video game Mourinho, isn't it? This is final boss Mourinho. This is you've gone through all the levels as a player on a computer game and you've suffered Mourinho all the way through and now you've got the ultimate <laughs> cunt version. <laughs> yes. And he's putting his finger up. This is the version that, you know, this is the having a pop at people on Amazon documentaries and swearing at refs. And it's his uh, shaved hair era as well, which he... Oh, I like him. He has a cycle, doesn't he? Is it when he wants to wind people up or he shows up in his trackies and his shaved hair, like, pretends he doesn't sort of care? Well, talking about... I didn't know that. Two things yeah. there. Talking about um, hair cycles is that it's Roy Keane's birthday on the day this podcast out as well, but I saw Seb had slipped him in right at the top, being a, a rabid Man United fan. But we, will not be, <laughs> we won't be talking much about Roy Keane today, apart from to say Roy Keane's hair cycle, yeah. when he was a player... From skin head, skin beard to insanity barnet by the end of the season where he wouldn't yeah. have it cut and it would just get bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And I don't know what the rules were, but what a fucking hell. That iconic picture of him in the orange Island away kit where it's just massive. He looks cool as fuck in that picture, I think. And that's who you are. You're Roy Keane and where are your dogs? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!
We support these. We support these. We support these now. We support these now. We support these now. This week, James Bird is going to take us through who he supports. So this week, we support Luton Town ahead of the uh, opening fixtures of the Premier League season. And the reason that I wanted to bring Luton Town up is because there's been so much chatter about the sort of brilliance and uniqueness of the stadium, how difficult it's going to be for teams to go there, how you've got to walk through someone's front room to get to your seat. And that's all very quaint and funny and, and lad Bible. Do it ain't about. quaint. <laughs> <laughs> and the point is that it's actually a great story uh, behind them getting into the Premier League. There were clubs that, you know, after various point reductions were relegated to non-league football. Um, in 2004, mm. they were there for about five seasons, I believe, in what was the conference, so that the fifth tier. They then had, you know, a string of promotions, but this wasn't a big influx of money. This wasn't one brilliant manager. This wasn't, you know, a, a single group of players. It's been, well, it's been a vision, hasn't it? And mm. I think you raise a good point there with, about it not being an influx of money because yeah. there's so many clubs that have gone boom and bust knocking around. And I'll let, sorry to jump in, but I just. There's so many clubs that have gone boom and bust and there's clubs all over the place at the moment getting points deductions and fucking fines and can't start the seeds or, or whatever it may be. And for Luton, it's been one of, of, of vision, strategy, process and implementation of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when they were in the National League, they were in the playoffs three times during that five seasons. So, again, it wasn't a big boom and bust and we, you know, a big boom and they, they win the league by 15 points as mm. certain teams might do or you know for instance as Wolves did in the championship when they got their influx and we absolutely caned mm. the league. Hard, it must be hard to keep going you know when you often the teams league, they'll have yeah. a go right they'll yeah. have a go they they don't get through and then you don't hear from them again for a few years but but with Luton and I and I think Seb might feel the same as me and you two won't be a bit younger in my head Luton are a first division club because mm. when I got into <laughs> football they were in the first division yeah yeah right and they had Brian and Mark Steen the brothers yeah. playing up front and they played on an Astro pitch and they had Steve Foster at the back who wore a headband. Yeah. And they had um, great kits. Always good kits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I won the Littlewoods Cup final against like, Arsenal. Like I would be if Sheffield Wednesday and like t and when Forrest came yeah, back yeah. in. I'd right. Get, get them in. Get yeah. them back in. Right. Sorry, so, James, carry on. No, no. So fast forward to now and they were promoted from the championship at the end of the season in a brilliant playoff final. Went to penalties. Nathan Jones had taken on the Southampton job earlier in the season for them and Rob Edwards came in. Rob Edwards went to my school actually and uh, then played 100 games for Wolves, um, played for another couple of clubs after that and then did his his coaching has sort of mirrored the way that Luton have approached their ascent. It's been a very gradual thing. He managed, he coached the under 18s at Wolves. He then coached the under 20s and got them promoted into the sort of Premier Reserve division. He went away and then managed Telford for a little bit, came back oh, to God, Wolves. Yes, and Telford's been, I mean, the book said wasn't was probably the closest football ground to me growing up. Uh, yeah, was. probably. 10 miles, Molyneux, 14 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Telford was. And, and Telford were always like... Yeah, big non-league team. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah, know, yeah. They were, they were, their results would be on the back of the Shropshire Star every week. And yeah. You'd read about it and you sort of got to know the team and the players and they've been through some shit over Oh, yeah, years. they have, yeah. yeah. Went back to Wolves from Telford. He was then promoted to first team coach when we were in League One under Kenny Jacket. Took on various roles at Wolves and then went out 
he managed Forest Green Rovers and did well there. He had a weird couple of months at Watford, but then... That, like, there's no, there is only a weird couple there of months. Yeah. It's just mental. I'm, I'm waiting for the day when Seb says, sorry, oh. I've got the I've got the gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I met I met I met the owners in fucking in uh in, in Pizza Express. Got on like an house on fire. We talked about Italian ninety. You'll never guess what. He's got a crate of fucking that Italian ninety wine in his cellar. <laughs> Signing on feet. Twenty four bottles of rose. No, thank you very much. Yeah. Are you gonna sign Seb? I don't know. I only know the non-league players. <laughs> Bunch of plucky upstarts turning up at Vicarage. We don't need to talk about too much about Watford, but the Vicarage Road and the ground and, and what they've done off the pitch there. Well, we should, so yeah, but Watford, Watford and Luton are bloody rivals, aren't they? Well, of course, yeah. Uh, well, this is it. He goes. He then turns up at Luton and he takes then, them up. He that then must really stick in the Watford fans. And takes them up. And for me, you mentioned Luton for you were first division club when you were growing up. Luton literally reminded me why I love football. There you go. <laughs> Bish bash bosh. Nice. The promotion reminds me a little yeah. bit of Blackpool when they were promoted. Yeah. A similar sized club, similar age, a similar situation in that they came up from the fourth tier. Blackpool did across mm. about the same amount of time. So it reminds me mm. a little bit of that. And Blackpool on their first game of the season, they beat Wigan 4 0. <laughs> yeah, they were top of yeah. Ian, yeah. Ian Holloway's manager. And they were top of the they were top yeah. of the table after the so back to Luton. They always had interesting players and oh, definitely. is he the head of recruitment now, Mick Harford? That's that yeah, he's definitely yeah, he is. He's head of recruitment and he's been involved. He's he he's stepped in as caretaker, caretaker when Nathan Jones went yeah. off the first time because he went to Stoke, didn't he, and then yeah. went back and I mean he seems a pretty together individual, Nathan Jones from everything I've seen in his interviews as well. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He played it over. I'm sure we won't see Great it. left back. So yes, Luton Town uh, done things in a very clever way, and I'm very excited to see how they do in the Premier League. Same. But Mick Harford is is the one of the original hard footballers, and he's the only player who didn't get the Wimbledon. What's the word? Initiation. The initiation ceremony. They used to cut people's clothes up, and Mick Harford turned up, and not they didn't touch his fucking clothes because yeah. they knew he'd batter him. Fucking hell. So hard, hard football or a hard bloke or both? Both. Both. Yeah. No. Brian Kidd wanted to sign him. Brian Kidd thought if they got Hartford, they'd have won the league. Big, rangy target man, but a good mm. player. But there's a great story about him and Tony Coton um, when they were playing for Birmingham in a bar on the way back from a game. And a load of Villa fans, I think I think it was Villa fans, set upon um, Tony Coton. And he was struggling and he was sort of fighting him off. And then Mick Harford came running around the corner of the bar, took one out with a diving header and got back up and then just fucking saw them all off. <laughs> and they got, on the bu- they got on the bus and fucked off. I don't know. Diving header. I don't know how true it is or not, but Mick Harford was um, like a... Print the legend. A proper, yeah, proper centre forward. But he's been, and he's been around Luton, and we're talking about... It's his club. Yeah, it's his club, obviously as a player, and Owen's right, some of the kits that Luton had, some of the Adidas ones. They look, you just, Did and they, they win a milk cup? They won the League Cup, Littlewood's yeah, Cup. I thought so, yeah. They won the Littlewood's Cup against Arsenal. That's right, yeah. Um, wow. When uh, it was the milk cup, I think they won it when it was the milk cup. Was it? I think it was the first season of Littlewood's Cup, but I might be and wrong. And you'd remember that as a, as a gambling yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> as a as a avid shoot reader of the time. Um but talking about vision and, and all that, it's you know, it's all the people that were around when it all went tits up and they had the points deduction. It's the it's the there's a gap there's a bloke called Gary Sweet who has been there from from the bottom and, and Nick Owen who used to do the TV stuff. It's just we go on and on about bad stories and bad people and bad things happening in football, but this is just beyond 
It's, it's, it's a fairy tale story still, even though it has been planned and they've done things properly. It's just amazing to see them. And I think you'll see an awful lot of people try and talk about Luton and there was a lot of stuff said even when they got promoted, lots of jokes about the town and, and what it's like. But there's there's a couple of really good people on Twitter and I'm not just saying this because he put a lovely review about the podcast this week, but Kevin S. Crow on Twitter, please follow him Can he, and you will get the sense of feeling of what the the Luton Town, the, the hardcore Luton Town fan thinks of all this, thinks of the changes, you know, they've got they've had to knock the, the boxes down, haven't yeah. they, to bring all this all this TV stuff in and all and and new benches and, and new dugouts. So but follow someone like that just so you can get a real good sense. Because obviously there's going to be lots of Luton Town fans that haven't been through all this and and jump and getting on it. But let's just let's let's not forget the the trials and tribulations they've gone through to get there. It's just a brilliant, beautiful story. Started from the bottom. What if? What if that's what Drake's song was about? <laughs> One of the great videos that is as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's an awful song, really, but it's yeah. it's a f- fantastic video if you remember it. He's 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 in the snow. Drake is first. He's in a pharmacy with one of his mates from school. Then he's in the snow and he's just walking alongside his own car, rapping in the snow. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Class. That's good. Yeah, and he didn't really start from the bottom, did he? His name's Aubrey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. And he was in, true. And he was in Degrassi. Yeah. Luton Town to Drake, Degrassi. <laughs> but no, it's a great, isn't it, isn't it great? And I, if you haven't been to Kenilworth Road, I'm, I'm, not just, I'm not saying go in there. And the atmosphere is, I think they've, they've, the players and the management have said it. I think it made a difference in those, in those crucial moments. You are, enclosed, you are totally compl- in- enclosed. You've got the, st- the roofs are really low. Mm. This, the seats are so close together. I don't think, I think of all the grounds I saw Yeovil at, it was the one where I had the least leg room. And that for you, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. <laughs> uh, it was New Year's Day. We went there, we lost 4-0 on New Year's Day. It was pretty. The pubs were good as, as far as I remember. And nothing, you know, nothing nothing that stood out, but decent, you know. He doesn't I, remember I, them. I, I, suppose, I suppose coming up from Yeovil, the fact the doors worked and they had a fucking TV. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. But can't remember the beer, old shag. And and it is, you know, <laughs> it was such a bleak Wait, can day. Can you pissed by that time? Hung up. You know what New Year's Day's like because it's crap. Shit, New, Year's, New Year's Eve's crap for starters. You're hungover yeah. from that, from whatever you've decided to do. And we all went to the gate. We lost four 0 We were dreadful. Know? What what happens in Yeovil? This is the sort of stuff people need to know. Yeah. What happens in Yeovil on a New Year's Eve? Because in Bridge North in Shropshire, what used to happen was everyone would congregate into the town hall, and then when you're of a certain age, you just get off with as many different people as possible. <laughs> and as you progressed older, you'd get pilled up and try and time your come up. With- <laughs> With the bells and stuff like that. But what goes down in Yeovil? I'll be honest, I don't think I'm thinking back now, I don't think I've had I don't think I've had like an adult New Year's Eve out in Yeovil. I've always been away or Does that mean <laughs> Does that mean you've not been in New Year's Eve as an adult or you've not been to a swingers party on New Year's Eve in Yeovil? What is an adult New Year's Eve? I don't think I've you know What do you get I don't up to know in what, I don't know London? what happens in, in Yeovil on New Year's Eve because it would just be house parties and, and when I was young and then, then I made sure that I didn't spend too much time. Welly wanging, stuff like that. Well, well yeah, tying your mother down, as we mentioned recently. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, moving on. Well, Luton Town. Look, it, it would be no surprise if they stay up because of the upwardly mobile the way they've done this and how they've progressed and how they've planned they'll have been planning all along for this and what they do when they get there and exactly there. the team spirit as well you can see that that, that would take them that, you know that will take them far because there's a lot of teams especially down the, the bottom of the league you saw that in the Premier League as good as the players are team spirit can take you an awful way in that league we'll look at a slot 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Here we exactly. are, yeah. Yeah, we haven't got exactly. the resources of your guardians. Yeah. <laughs> Started from the bottom now, are you? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. We're the renegades here. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? We are still big football. We're, well, we're not. No, no, I suppose, yeah. The people we in the we haven't finished a script yet before a fucking episode. We can't be like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Welcome to Volleyword. Oh, Volleyword. <laughs> You've been working on that? No, I just did came to me. That's came to me. You ain't been a Volleyword. <laughs> I have My, been, Have you? Yeah. We all have now, yeah. actually. My version of Hollywood would be that really sh- those shit Western things that you shoot the the, the air rifles at, at at fairs. Do you know when they're rigged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, they don't and shoot got straight. Like, doesn't shoot straight. This mate, that must be your aim. They've got these awful like characters that are like yeah that have been made out of straw. They're just awful. Some cunt with a rat's tail fucking yeah. fleecing you as you try and get a fucking inflatable gorilla. Yeah. The Simpsons carnies. Yeah, that's what I always see. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's what it is. I fucking hate fairs. Yeah, yeah. Fairs, yeah. circuses are the worst. Let's, we yeah, won't go yeah, into them. Circuses should be banned. You know, yeah, yeah, outright yeah. banned. Yeah. But fairs are pretty crap. Depressing. I, I've I, been mugged at fair. Like, oh, yeah. oh the, you know. Did you just go to the Shrewsbury one in the quarry? No, no, I wouldn't venture that far, right? But there was always, because there was one in, there was this, the same one probably in Bridge North, and like there'd always be trouble with the lads who did the waltzes. Feel the rhythm, feel the ride. Yeah. <laughs> wang, wang you round as quick as possible, quick puke, back on it. Yeah. Exactly. I don't, there was a bloody, there was like a big fairground section at the Pulp gig the other week. There was no one on it. What? You're not going to go to Pulp and then miss. I imagine the fucking tosser who's come up with that. Yeah. Oh, no, I, no, I, one, I, no one, no one was I'll tell you what, we'll have a fair, fuck off. Yeah. No one wants a, especially not a pulp gig, but yeah, I any gig. Any, I agree. I agree. It doesn't make any sense. And also, the thing that really annoys me about fairs and circuses, the posters and the artwork, dreadful. I haven't changed for fucking twenty years. Graphic designers make sell it a little bit better. I don't think they're. I don't think they're. Um... You know, I'm, I'm not sure your average. <laughs> no, but they're all the same. Your average small town fair, which sort yeah. of you like, you know, d- d- does the circuit. It's commissioning graphic design. No, but still, they're, they're the same. They all look the same, and they always manage to get into like desolate shops all somehow. Right, if, if you had, How a, they do if that? you had a fair, yeah. what would you call it? Same question to anyone who can call it one. Um, it's Seb's fair. All right, it's we're having a fair. It's Seb's football fair. All right, <laughs> beat the goalie. That, that's a good thing about a fair. Beat the goalie. Yeah. Okay. That's one. What else would you have in it? The stocks. Would you? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's very yovel of you. Yeah, very yovel, yeah, yeah. As it as in as in you can go and put your head through a hole and get someone yeah. to throw yeah, tomatoes. Yeah. Get that someone you? you don't like. Yeah, yeah. Put someone in you don't like or don't trust. Not 15, Which 40. when you're in Somerset is a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it is fifteen forty. Anything else? Uh stocks. Do you know I'd like you to think about this and come back to us another Yeah, yeah. You, you're not yeah. gonna do this on the hoof. No, that's good, yeah. The ideal fair. Seb's fair. Yeah. Alex Matekas would do the posters for starters. I oh, don't tell him that. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell, not more work. Yeah. That's an impression of our art director, Alex, <laughs> who does a lot of work but never really seems like he wants to do it. Yeah. Just very quickly, cool. I remember at a certain day festival not too long ago when we got there and they had one of the rides, like the ones that goes round and round, a Ferris wheel, but a big fucking like nasty yeah. Ferris wheel. And I turned up and I was like, for God's sake, why is that here? Like, why do they have these? Like, just. 
I'm supposed, I want to go and listen to Caribou. I want to go and listen to Timer in Parlor. Like, I'm supposed to be having a good time. There's a Ferris wheel there. You got pissed and went on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, seen en- I've seen enough of James's long stories develop now to know where the punchline yeah. is. Within, very good, though. Within, good? within two hours. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, there's a photo of me. I absolutely yeah. lost my mind. You can see the moment <laughs> that my soul leaves my body. Oh. God, there's a picture of me actually down in Brighton a few years ago on one of the fucking on one of the dancing horses, and I'd split me shorts, and I'd won a minion, so I had a minion under me, arm. <laughs> basically me bollocks hanging out. I'm on the back of a fucking horse. <laughs> these are, got it. These are good pictures. They will be put on social. Was that when you were still with the drink? With the d- with the drink. With the drink. I, I, I'm not. This is such a terrible expression. Like consumption in in Ireland. I like it. Welcome to Hollywood. Seb White. It's me. Yeah, 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 it is. That's why I said your name. Says it in the script. Sorry. (laughs) He looks shocked. You put it there. Here we go. Every every second's a surprise with Seb in it. (laughs) Right. You've not been back with the drink, have you again? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Have you? Maybe maybe this weekend. You've been on the fucking (gasps) West London moonshine? No, I haven't been on the West... You and Gluey. Have you ever had moonshine or yes. anything of that yes. ilk? Yes. I mean, I've had Scrumpy, which you know. isn't moonshine. But you and no, if you and Gluey got a st- an illegal still at the Beverly, <laughs> yeah, you, Glu- you Gluey, and Blackpool John knocking out moonshine from the Beverly. <laughs> Sounds great, to be honest. I'm, I'm up for it. Canal, get your beaver juice here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. right. Beaver juice. Beaver juice. Get your beaver juice. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like so. That sounds quite good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would enliven a match day for sure. All well and good till you blow it up accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd definitely get something wrong. Or you'd be, you'd be about those poison. You know, people that buy fake vodka and like they've killed four people. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You'd yeah. knock out the entire first game. <laughs> yeah. With with one wayward hip flask. Yeah. <laughs> Got the ready mixer on, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Tasted like Pedro, one of them said. As he bled to death. Right. Let's rattle through this because that was all good stuff and funny. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the volley a little bit. So, the volley. The person who does the volley. This week's entry into Volleywood is from Quatamac Blanco, playing for Club America versus Tigres in 1998. Now... Fair play to you, Seb, because you've, you've phonetically spelled his name out in the script. I know, yeah. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I Very think right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I want to, you know... You know <laughs> You're looking for a job. At I, I was, I'll be honest, I've been practising in my head for about five minutes <laughs> while we having that conversation about circus. Um, look, if you don't know who that is, or you don't know who Quatermat Blanco is, if I said to you, the guy who did the hop with the ball between his legs at France in 98, you yeah. might know who he is. Yes. If you still don't know who he is and you're still struggling, let's just say he's one of the best Mexican players ever. He spent most of his career at Club America, which is one of the biggest teams in in Mexico. Previously covered on this organ? Previously covered, and I would recommend anyone watch the Club America versus Club America doc, which I did finish off the other day. Club America versus Club America? That's what they called it, yeah. And it's a ver- yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so I would very much recommend that. But And he's in that as well. It's fair to say anyone who's seen the, the trick he did in France 98, he's a showman. Right, and this is months. This is only a couple of months after France '98. Would you have him in your fair? <laughs> yeah, there we are. See, I think oh, look, there we are. There's a, there's a stall there. The I ultimate think... roll up, roll up for the ultimate one trick pony. <laughs> a Mexican man in white boots just hopping up and down with the ball. Yeah, fucking Seb sat there at the side. <laughs> it check my phonetic spelling notes. Yeah. What's about Honestly, Rebecca, he looks... Rebecca, pass me the goose grease. He's going again. <laughs> He's done 35 ups. 
35 he, ops. He almost looks a bit like a strong man that you might see at a fair, actually. He's quite, he's quite yeah. broad. Curly, yeah, yeah, curly, curly oh, he'd look great. Red leotard. He, oh, red and white and green leotard, yeah. Tight bottoms. Yeah, tight bottoms. One trick pony. Might be a little bit harsh on him, but because we're going to talk about a great goal that he scored here. This is 1998, just a couple of months after that trick in France. So he's oh, still... He's back in Mexico. He's, he's back in Mexico. He's, he's Living La Vida Loca, oh. some might say. <laughs> <laughs> he's still on goal. Defender tracks back. It's a banger, isn't it, to be fair? It's a banger, that. Right, he's through on goal. The defender tracks back. He realises there's a bit of pressure here, and the keeper comes out quite far, and he thinks he's going to backheel it to one of his teammates. So he backheels it across the box to his teammate. This defender running in shanks it, and shanks it almost up and, and back, almost straight into his feet. And Blanco just pokes his right outside of his right boot out and volleys it straight back in straight into the corner of the goal it is this is impudence this is audacity this is affrontery of the highest order oh, oh, front oh, to this word please <laughs> the honesty is just excuse pretty... me excuse me sir <laughs> You have been using a dictionary in a podcast studio again. <laughs> I have, I have. I have. Because... Step out of the vehicle, sir. <laughs> Step, can you, do you have a license? <laughs> I have no license. I, I'm, I'm winging it for once. Um, oh. You've got a bloody license to ill, though, haven't you? I have. It, it, honestly, <laughs> I, can't, it, I find it hard to describe this. Like I said, the defender shanks the clearance to him. I find it hard to describe this goal. I've watched 15 times in the last two <laughs> No, but it, I think it's it, you just don't expect him. You just don't expect it. It, it goes back to the Veron one I saw, uh, spoke about the forget, other week. Forget Veron. Quite not Blanco. He's volleyed it back in top corner. Top, right outside of his right boot. Just and he's sort of like looking. He's looking so honestly. It's like if you middle a shot in cricket, it's it's hit as well as that. Tell you yeah, what, yeah. that is that's bloody impudent. Impudence. <laughs> oh, that's the of the highest order. Well. Yeah, yeah. There you are. No, but I I I think it, <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculousness, and I think it shows what he, the, the player he was. Just just the audacity to do it. He's, didn't he nearly? He nearly ended up in the prem, didn't he? It would have been a it would have been a Bolton. Would have been some. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was some, there was a rumor like that. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously there was a couple of Mexican big, big, players, wasn't there? Yeah, Big Sam would have flown himself out there. Yeah. Set a world record for eating burritos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would have done, wouldn't he? He would. A man who looks like he would, he would eat a burrito with the same same hand he's wiped his ass with. <laughs> and tell you about it. Yeah. He, well, Sir Bob, that Sam. still brings me back to Sam Allardyce. And this is quite early days of Twitter when Twitter was really Yeah, good. this was what I've just done was a bad version of what you're about. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he basically said, Sam Allardyce, there's, there's, there's a Premier League manager not afraid to sit, on the, sit in the toilets having a shake while eating a bag of crisps. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and wasn't there a Twitter account? Not the Big Sam. <laughs> not the Big Sam. It was one, was of the go- Twitter, one of the Twitter golden era. It was. It was. Accounts. It was. Hang on, listeners, just so you know, the Green Goddess has <gasps> run out of time and Tommy Stewart, 12 hours away from getting on a flight to Spain, <laughs> is pointing at him. <laughs> I, I've got like what? an old mother hen. <laughs> and seeing as he's worn his fucking nans out, we should probably listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very quick fact about, to round off this, this, go and watch the video, go and watch Blanco, what a player he was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but go... Good fact. No, 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 that isn't the fact. God. Anyway, he's the governor of... Bloody football! <laughs> he's the, being the governor... What, like, of the Morales, governor? Oh, right. 
in Mexico since two thousand uh, since twenty eighteen. And what is Morales? Morales, don't stress. He's not another footballer who's forgotten his roots. Bro, Morales. What do you mean, the governor of what? He's the governor of Morales, which is a place in Mexico. So he's not a football team? No, 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 so he's no. Like, he's a mayor? He's a mayor. He's essentially the, the mayor, oh, but for a political party called Moreno, which is a major Mexican left-wing political party, and it's anti-neoliberal and populist, anti-populist. Awesome. So for me, this man is still still doing doing bits off the pitch. Yogurt weavers of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Unite and take over. Well, we see how easy it is for footballers to, to veer towards the right and forget where they've come from. Get him in Seb's fair. Because most of them, Seb, started at the bottom, now they're here. Mundial joins the dots for football culture. And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial magazine. 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundalemag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Seb has turned the Green Goddess over. For those of you the first time you're listening, the Green Goddess is one of our egg timers to keep us on time. It doesn't work. Um, Tommy might have to start throwing oranges at us. Adventures in Clubland. Oh. So Adventures in Clubland is me. As I already mentioned before, I'm just back off holiday. Seb left me zero hours to do my work on this on, the, on this episode. Mm, but you know what? Mm. Being a professional, I managed to get up this morning and, and get up at seven o'clock and sit at my desk for an hour before leaving to, to, to do a bit of extra work for Podzilla. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what's up on Monday. Tommy, could you have a look in that yeah, I was uh, on holiday. drawer there? Yeah. I was on holiday <laughs> if, on if Monday. If you open it up, I think, I think there's a little violin in there. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next to the medal. Next to the medal that Owen used to always talk about, didn't he? Yeah, James has been playing it for about six months because he has to work eight hours a day. (laughs) Can't possibly do it because he's got such a busy life. (laughs) Right there. Come on. Behave. Adventures in Clubland. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Atletico Madrid, 1999 to 2000. The now England strikers coach, which was a bizarre happening. I'm not sure any of us saw coming, but it's great. Him and uh, Southgate must have played together at Middlesbrough. Ah, mm. uh, yes. But he was very, like, he was very highly thought of as a manager when he was first at Burton. And he, yeah. there was a there was a really good doc actually about Burton being his Barcelona, which was on Sky at the time, I think. And then oh, he moved, and things didn't work out at QPR. But anyway, this is back to when he was when he was a player, um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Now he 
Didn't really do much in the Netherlands as a young player. Had to go to Portugal, played for Boa Vista and Campinese. I can't remember. But he scored some goals, Boa Vista. Leeds signed him. Um, two very good seasons. One under George Gray, one under David O'Leary. Premier League Golden Boot winner. He wanted to join Chelsea. Obviously, any Leeds manager with any knowledge of the situation would not sell directly to Chelsea. So O'Leary, well, according to uh, Hasselbank's agent, they went on a bit of a uh, an offensive accused Hasselbank of wanting more money than anyone was on in the Premier League, etc., etc., and didn't want to sell him direct to another Premier League club. Hasselbank tried to argue with O'Leary, saying, listen, if you don't think I'm good enough to do it here, whatever, it all developed into a bit mm. of a standoff. In comes howling mad Hazus Gill. If any of you don't know who Hazus, oh. Hazus Gill is, he is the um, President Zilla to end all President Zillas, <laughs> yeah. a fire of managers, but he, he deserves a separate episode himself. Yeah. But in come Atletico Madrid, 10 million quid, Jimmy Floyd's off to Spain. Now, it wasn't a successful adventure in Clubland because Atletico got relegated. But that was not despite the best efforts of Jimmy Floyd Hasselblank, who took his golden boot and just did not stop scoring. The big numbers are 24 in the league, which was 50% of Atletico's goals wow. in the league. Bloody hell. 35 in all comps, um, oh. seven in Europe, a few in Copa del Rey, et cetera, et cetera. But I remember the move at the time and you'd sort of see things coming back through and like, oh, he scored another banger, he scored another banger because he was of particular interest because I remember that that he was he wanted to stay in England and English clubs wanted him and it seemed, it seemed a weird move. But he, I think Hasselbank now, watching some of the goals back, he would be an excellent striker now in that when a lot of teams play oh, yeah. the number nine. I he's not going to come towards the ball, but he's not only he's both very functional, he was very functional as a striker, but also very good within those functions in that he ran the channels mm. both he sides. Did. Yeah, he, did. he finished off both feet. I mean, his right was his better foot, but he scored a lot of brilliant goals with his left foot. And he was a good header of the ball and he mm. found space in the box very well. So he had basically what you need. Yeah. He, he wasn't mercurial. He wasn't necessarily massively unpredictable. He looked to get himself onto his on, into a shooting position as early as possible and shoot. Um, and he scored a lot of good, amazing goals. And he hit the ball. Fuck. Oh, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah, that's scored, my memory of him. No one twatted it harder than <clears throat> the appearance he's most known for. There was he scored two goals away in the in the Bernabeu in the Madrid derby, and they won three wow. one. This was the beginning of the season when they were still doing quite well. Of course, who's in the who's the manager of Atletico this season? It's our bloody old mate, isn't it? Dilly ding, dilly dong, the tinker man. Oh. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. He always gets involved. Bad Claudio this was, though, yeah. um, in that he was sacked by March. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Another club he's taken down but managed to get the fuck out before he yeah. got the blame. Um, and they brought in Randy Antic, who himself was who himself was getting on, getting on a bit then. But Claudio hadn't gone full grey yet. He was sort of dark grey, looked great. It's a brilliant, brilliant home strip from Reebok for Atletico this mm. season. Oh, yes. Wider stripes, Reebok in the middle, badge in mm. the middle. There's a sort of second stripe right. around the stripe. Oof. Absolute belter. But Jimmy Floyd, he scored the second goal away at Madrid. He... He runs the channel, holds it up in the left wing. He leaves the ball for the um, for the supporting left. It's a left back or left winger. Goes round him. Hasselbank drifts back inside. He's given the ball. One touch. Cuts inside. I don't know who the defender is. I couldn't quite make it out. And just rifles 30 yards like a fucking arrow into the bottom corner. And, he, and he's off. And he was desperate to succeed there. You see the way he celebrates every goal. He's like fucking eyes bulging yeah. at the net, you know, like really giving it some. And he scored a lot of good goals, scored a lot of great ones in Europe, but they were all very trademark Hasselbank, left foot, right foot, header. And he didn't really necessarily want to go, but he had a relegation clause in his contract. 
and he was on the bus to um, the Copa del Rey final, which they lost, and he knew he was leaving um, because of the relegation clause, and they'd already gone down. And he gets a phone call. Another old mate of ours, Gianluca Violi. Wow. I want you to come to Chelsea. Oh. Chelsea's the club he'd wanted to join Original. before leaving Leeds. Yeah. And straight back into the Premier League, gets another golden boot. So he wasn't... Scores, scores a hat-trick against Wolves. Adra against Wolves. So did he get did he get the La Liga golden boot? He wasn't Pachichi, no. Named after someone called Pachichi, funnily enough. Right. It was just one of those lovely, curious 90s strikers. Like Christian Vieri also had a season there, and it's probably something we'll return to. But Hasselbank just fucking got on with it. And there was always the sense with him. He there was an I read an interview about his time at Leeds. Um, I was trying to dig up some quotes about his time at Atletico, and there wasn't a lot, obviously disappointing to go down and all, all the stuff they'd normally say, but his first season at Leeds was under George Graham and he really liked George Graham because he said George Graham was fucking single-minded and you knew what he wanted and he was on you. And he used to say to him all the time, oh, Ian Wright would have done that. This Ian Wright would have done it better. And he said it really fucking drove him to prove him wrong. And he went on, you know, he scored top scorer at Leeds both those seasons before he went wow. to Atletico. And then he went over there and he just fucking, I mean, he was mustard, but he always had the air of a player, especially until the end of his Chelsea spell for me, who was desperate to get on with it because he'd had the hard knocks and he hadn't made it in his own country and he'd had to go out to Portugal. And that can't have been easy. Early 90s, going out to play for Boa Vista or someone. No, no. And yet he was um, not a successful one, but a great, great... Personally successful. Personally yeah. successful, yeah. yeah. Got him moved to yeah, Chelsea yeah. where he's a legend. For me, growing up around that age, I'm young, I'm just pre-teens really. Hasselbank was the like typical goal scorer. Yes. If I was ever checking if I was ever checking the results on mm. CFAX, it would always be his yeah, yeah. I'd always see his name. That's when I think about Hasselbank, I see his name in that in, in that C-Fax. font. Yeah, yeah. And then with a number next to it and then a comma and then yeah. another number because he'd, he'd scored two or he'd, he'd scored a hat-trick. And I mean, that's, it's a good point because he played in such an era of good strikers that yeah. he didn't seem remarkable. But if you look back at him now, yeah. he scored remarkable goals. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting for me because I have that recollection of him from back then from my childhood. But then finding out about his his difficult childhood growing up, sort of going back into his story now that I'm an adult... He's a really interesting character and I think he's very eloquent and very intelligent. He's a d- decent and I think now that you was... know that, looking back, you can see that he's so intelligent by the way yeah. that he played. Like you said, those that sort of left foot, right foot. I think his hat-trick against Wolves was left foot, right foot penalty. A perfect hat-trick. No penalty, not header. Oh, yeah, fair enough. But, um, he didn't header the penalty. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just but he wasn't a big man, but he, if you if you go and have a look at some of his uh, headers, and a great name. What a great name Jimmy yeah, Floyd yeah. Hasselbank oh, is. Yeah. What a brilliant fucking name for, a, for, for anyone but for a footballer. You're yeah. not forgetting that, are you? No, no, no. And m- much like I said about Rivaldo, I just seem to remember him scoring against Man United all the yeah. time. Yeah, because I, I never had any love for him because he, he he never you know he never played for. But I I just fuck me hit the ball so hard. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the outstanding thing for me with him. I like I like what you said about him being he would be great now. It's yeah. quite interesting to you know I know these people say he can't compare eras and stuff like that, but. What you, when you went through it there, you went. Yeah, he was he was great on the wings, great in the channels, great on both feet. He would be. He would. Chelsea would be crying out for him oh, he'd right be now. Brilliant. Now, yeah, and, he, he? and he'd allow the, um, the the wide midfielders to get you know to not get too footy about it for a minute. But he'd allow the wide <clears> midfielders <throat> to come in because he ran the channels so well. And you know what I mean. Yes. His, old, his old at play was pretty good, but more importantly, him in a counter-attacking team these days. Ah. Oh. Get that ball in down the fucking channels and let Jimmy Floyd fucking blow Just, the goalkeeper's head off. Exactly. Who's the hardest person with the hardest shot you've ever had at Wolves? <clears throat> Ruben Nevers. With the hardest, just 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Or Adeline Guidiora. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I'm... He absolutely fucking smashed. Yeah, I mean. What about Dan Yeovil? Let's pick Yeovil today for you, Seb. Who's the hardest? <laughs> Barrington Belgrave. Unfantastic. Quality player, of yeah. course. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Barrington Belgrave. He came to Yeovil, and he's only there for a couple of seasons, but it was a season, couple of seasons before we started Who is being he? really good. Barrington Belgrave, striker, played a lot for a lot of non, non-league teams, but he was he was he was explosive. He was he'd run the channels, and the season that the, before we get promoted, explosive or, like you or or pace? No, oh, <laughs> pace. He was brilliant. He was br- <laughs> he was brilliant, Barrington Belgrave, and a bit of a cult cult player at, at Yeovil. He was only there a couple of seasons, and he got and he, he got signed and went into the football league after that. But nothing really much happened. I think I found him on Twitter not so long ago, and he was a he was a plumber. How many followers? I think yeah. I found him on Twitter. You did, yeah, because it's it's an amazing name, isn't it, Barrington Belgrave? So like it's an incredible Fox. name. He sounds like he's from that era. It's a brilliant name. So what's going on here? You're just sat there one night scrolling through Twitter. And I thought, I wonder what Barrington Belgrave. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Barrington Belgrave's up to these days. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Re- Rebecca, Barrington's a plumber. Not his proudest one. Yeah. yeah. And I know I made you lag them pipes, but he looked, can we can we get Barrington round? <laughs> can I just say, can I, can I please just say, Seb's just gone onto Twitter on his laptop, typed in Barrington Belgrave, and the first tweet to come up is one from him just saying, which person has the coolest name in football? Barrington, Barrington Belgrave, the end. <laughs> When's the tweet from? 29th of December 2020. Oh, you'd have been drinky, drinky then, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. With, with the drink. Yeah, well, I was with drink then, but... Oh, you yeah. would have been, yeah. That was one of our first investment procedures we were going through with the bad luck. Wasn't a great Christmas, though. But, yeah, he's got a great hat-trick in the FA Cup game, game against Colchester. Barrington Belgrave. Yeah. As I live and breathe. He hasn't tweeted for 10 years. Yeah, and he's... Uh. he's South End, that's where he went to, and did really well at South End. He hasn't, tweet, he hasn't tweeted for 10 years. See, that, this if is anyone what, knows where Barrington Belgrave is, please let us know. I'd love to. We have to remember ourselves. That's what this podcast is about. The yeah, Barrington yeah. Belgrave. Who's had the hardest shot you've ever seen at Old Trafford? Tommy the cliche answer would be Paul Scholes, but I remember Diego Forlan fucking twatting mm. it a fair few times. Yeah, I mean, it could I, go I anywhere. Saw, I, yeah, but I, I weirdly I saw like, because back then we'd, we'd go like, I don't know, once a month, once every couple of months to Old Trafford with my dad. And I saw his first goal. I saw his second goal and his third. They're all about a month apart. Because he didn't score, did he, for ages? But he scored one against Chelsea, which was the winner in injury time in 2003, I think, or four. And yeah, he fucking twatted it. But no, hardest shots. I was just trying to think. I've seen some players kick the ball very hard over the years. Of course, no one harder than hotshot Hamish. <laughs> well, correct. Hotshot, <laughs> hotshot Hamish and his, li- and, his, and, his, and his little pudgy mate. Yeah. What was his name? Yeah. Oh, God, I can't remember, but he was a right little... Give money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's your... Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Barrington Belgrave. It's amazing, that. It's a great name. Are you looking to join a club? Well, how about Club Mundial? It's what we call our subscriber offering. And it's the best club in the world, we think. For only £10 a quarter, you get the magazine through your door a tidy little membership card, 20% off all Mundial merchandise and discounts at classic football shirts, all press espresso, art of football and Percival menswear. What more do you want? You also get priority access to events, subscriber-only merchandise and a weekly Club Mundial newsletter. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the description to subscribe today. We'll see you at the bar. This is the Mundial Archive. I've got a better name for this. Into the Vaults Crap.
um, under Seb's bed. Um, Dirty. Controversial. In the garage. <laughs> yeah. Just be two wank socks and a cheese pasty, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> two cheese pasties. Oh, two cheese pasties. God. Two cheese pasties, please. <laughs> one before, one after. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Mundial Archive is where we uh, delve into um, some of our 26 issues or uh, audio documentaries, or even maybe we might even talk about some events, but probably not because they've all ended in absolute sadness and despair. However, today, the we Mundial will, we Archive... Will drink. The official, <laughs> The official curator of the Mundial Archive... Oh, I like that. Well, you were, Seb. You used to say, I need to keep one. I need to keep... Can I have a T? Any chance I can have a T-shirt? No, 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 no. I need to keep seven for the archive in case they find it in, case they find it in the future and they don't know what Mundial is and I need seven T-shirts and a newspaper. We've got to have it. Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca. Oh, it's taking a honey out of the archive. Oh, it's taking a honey out of the archive. Oh, my God. The archive is one short. This it's is funny because it's true. This, <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good. It's like Indiana Jones in it, the archive. If I go in there and remove the wrong thing, a big fucking rock will roll down a <laughs> roll down yeah, a thing. Yeah. You should see my garage. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. A canary will shit on my head and then I'll get eaten by a cannibal <laughs> just for picking up Mundial Issue Zero. <laughs> Talking of which, Seb has Mundial Issue, issue Zero. Mundial Issue Zero Whoa. in his hands. Going back to the, well, going back to the very start of Starting Mundial. from the bottom now we're here. Yeah, exactly. Is that why it was called Issue Zero? No. Well, it was only it wasn't. There wasn't supposed. <laughs> Come on. Right. So, there's plenty of good stuff in here. But my favourite thing about this art, uh, this um, this the the early ep. My favourite thing about the uh, the first ever issue of Mundial, which was supposed to be a one-off and then it quickly got out of hand, is an article by my good friend at the time. Uh, well, still my good friend. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Someone I used to know. Yeah, my good friend, my very good friend then and now still. Um, Your mate. David, my mate, David Trihorn, <laughs> who um, has made the, the official film about Pele, the Luis Figo, great Luis Figo doc on Netflix. But back then we were just producers making our way in the game. He was a little bit further ahead than me, but he speaks Portuguese and has always and spoke Portuguese, so he was always our Brazilian football expert. You Tim Pot, Tim Vickery. Yeah, I'm sure. And Tim, I think Tim went. I mean, he's interviewed him a few I was times. Only, I, was, I was only being me. I love, yeah, David. Yeah. I, I love David Tryon. He wrote a great piece about Romario for us as well, which we'll talk about in the future. He but did. let's remind me of His opening said. piece was about, and the title, it's entitled In Search of Josimar. And I'm just going to read the intro just to give you a feel of exactly what it's about. It's about. Hello. Hello, is that Josimar? Yes. Who's speaking? Hang it, on, hang on. You're going to have to do voices. If there's two people speaking, you oh, have yeah, to differentiate yeah. with voices. Come on, we've all read kids' a story. I know, yeah. You don't have to do anything offensive. Hello? Hello, this is Josimar. Yes, who's speaking? Exactly is the middle? Oh, is the second one from Wales? So, oh, God, hello, who's oh, speaking? It had taken several months of pestering journalists, wrong numbers, and dead end leads, but finally, I seemed to have a number that worked. And then the phone went dead. I tried again with the same result. It happened a further six times. Josimar Higeno Pereira was clearly not an easy man to get hold of. My first World Cup memories are from 1986, when Diego Maradona dazzled the world in the simmering Mexican sun. Yet, while Maradona stole the headlines, there was one other player who invaded my childhood recollections. A sinewy fullback in the distinctive Brazilian yellow shirt with blue shorts with a solitary name, Josimar. 
He struck two of the best goals in World Cup history to become a global superstar overnight. At the time, I imagined he was exactly that, one of the finest talents in the game. He seemed to encapsulate my rose-tinted image of Brazilian football in the 80s. Exotic, skillful, unstoppable, an enigma. One name, three syllables, Josimar. We don't need to, to hide this here. He did some serious shagging and drinking. Right. He fame, he fame, did. fame came and then the blondes came, is mm. what he said. He did. He I read did. a quote about and it. And, and, but it went really turbo for it him. It went really it? turbo. Numerous arrests. Lost cocaine. contact with his kids. Yeah. Oh, he really went. You know, he really he exploded into the into fame and, and didn't deal and it d- didn't deal with it very well. But you know, which he admits in in and in, in the interview because Dave eventually tracks him down because no one had heard from him for a, for a long time since the mid nineties, late nineties. What until that interview? Dave Dave hadn't they hadn't been around. He hadn't been involved. He hadn't he certainly hadn't been. I suppose it's a bit different now where you can get quotes and and stuff from footballers and put on any manner of websites, but no one had really heard of him. So it took a long time. Dave's Brazilian contact book is, you know, is like anyone else I know. He, you know, So he managed to finally get hold of him and reluctantly he agreed to speak to him and then he opened up and Dave spent a couple of days with him. Anyone would have a long-range shot on the on the park behind their eyes. Yeah. Josimar would always be the name shouted out. Yep. Anyone who had a long-range shot, it would be what you said. It would be Josimar. Yeah. So what you were talking about the um, the other week with the free kick, Carlos free kick, the wheel yep. and volley. Yeah, Josimar, you're right. Oh, and I think one of the reasons I wanted to bring bring it back and or bring raise raise awareness of this piece is we've spoke recently really well, and I've I've really enjoyed listening back to the fact when we're talking about Ravel Morris and Daniel Sturridge, you know, players that have might have burnt brightly but only for a little not as long as many people would say and all who, who in, in many people's eyes wouldn't have fulfilled their talent but have actually fulfilled more talent than anyone criticised them ever had been close to doing exactly that and and I think oh, Dave briefly. ends this great piece and I, I, we'll, we'll put it up won't we James we'll put it up and this is the crux of why Josima's brief about we're talking about going off the rails but Josimar's brief but eventful career might still be judged as success, regardless of the drinking, drugs and numerous run-ins with the law. He came from nothing and he became somebody. He is still somebody 30 years on, nearly 40 years on now. Those celebrations in Guadalajara, an indelible memory of a man who perfectly captured the spirit of his nation, albeit fleetingly, in June 1986. Oh, imagine that, though. You fucking hell. You do. <coughs> you shine ever so briefly, but it's fucking Doesn't, the World yeah. Cup. And yeah. like- By the time Dave meets him... He's found God, so I think he finds he's very much. And then, in fact, the quote he says, "Where was he?" <laughs> he's found God. And, and to, Dave went looking for Josimar. He's yeah. found God. Yeah, yeah. Where was he, Sao Paulo? Good bloke. Would have been a bloody goodish. <laughs> yeah. Here he is. Look. There, there he is. Who? That's God. I mean, if you can. In the intervening years, he basically ended up running a bar which was called Jossie Bar. Hmm. No. Oh, why not? You know, but his quote, and he, and he asked him about if he had regrets and what he would have been if it wasn't for football. And he, by this stage, he's he's saying, I don't know. Only God can give you that answer because I just don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's a poignant response and one where you feel that deep down he does know the answer to the question. Josimar was ultimately one of the lucky ones. Enjoying this podcast, but not really ready to subscribe to a print magazine? Well... You need the Mundell Gateway drug. Why not sign up to our weekly newsletter? You'll get exclusive writing, discounts, recommendations and some really, really random references. Follow the newsletter link in the show description and see what you're missing out on.
Tommy Stewart's rusty trombola. Take it away, maestro. I think enough people know the rules by now, but basically I will pick a game in any point in time. I'll name a position on one of the two teams and these three will have to guess who the player is. Very quickly, can I have your buzzing sounds, Seb White? <laughs> James Bird? It's a go! Owen Blackhurst. Winner. Oh. Uh, Owen is actually on. I mean, he is on 21. So I went and reviewed. I went and reviewed. Owen is on 21 points, not 18. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, James. But... <clears throat> There's no buts. Seb clarified I, I listen to well. the... I listen... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to talk about it. It's weeks on now. Anyway. Yeah. But you got the name wrong. Yeah. As it's the return of the Premier League or the Barclays or whatever the kids call it these days, we are going to an obscure Ray Wilkins interim-led affair. Oh. It's Saturday, 7th of February at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League. Chelsea nil, Hull nil. Who played left wing for Chelsea? Do, 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 do. Um, James Bird. Uh, fuck. Gingerhead guy. Fucking no. Duff. No. <laughs> Seb White. Jesper Gronkia. Winner. Owen. No, I'm not going to remember. You might let, let's just say you might have forgot he played for Chelsea, but he did. Rui Ferrara? No. No. He's put, he's Mourinho's he's assistant. He's assistant. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Winner. I know who you're thinking of, though, Ferrara. Yeah. Paolo Ferrara. Paolo Ferrara. He was right. a right back. Yeah. Winner. No, he didn't, did he? Go on. Oh, Kreshma. Yes, yes, oh, it is. It is. It was just on the tip of my. Yeah, it was. Well, I forgot he played. That's a hell of a one. I didn't think anyone would get that. No, it's a good one, that. Yeah, he did play for Chelsea, didn't he? Owen he only played on, four games. Owen is on 24 points. Joint second is Assad. <laughs> Assad and James on six points. Seb, you're on three. Still. Yeah. The Trevella goal outside of the boot should be renamed the Charisma. Well, yeah. it, it basically. His, is, in, in fact, his, yeah. his first goal for Portugal. Is him cutting in from the right hand side, gliding past two players, and caressing it into the top corner. It's an, well, incre- it's it's an incredible almost, goal, and it almost sounds like caressing as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. talking yep. about Josima there, talking about Kreshma. I mean, I know Kreshma gets talked about a lot, but if we are here to remind people why they love football, it's to fuck the new, you know, forget the news cycle, and it's to go down these places and players who we think now we shouldn't talk about them. It's a bit obvious. I'd like to hope if we were listening to this and someone started talking about Josimar or Karezma, you'd be like, fucking great. And, you know. Yeah. 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 Hopefully people are enjoying it. Ins and outs. We pick things that are in. We pick things that are out. And first, Seb White. Today's Labrador. My in is being able to buy a Mundial from WH Smith and that will never not be an amazing thing for me because I used to go to WH Smith when I was a kid and all through my life I've bought football magazines, music magazines from WH Smith. The fact that you can buy the magazine that I make with, with my mates is amazing and it's great to be back there. We were unfortunately covid meant that we we came out of WH Smith because obviously the magazine came out three days before the lockdown but it's great to be back in there. It gives a chance for other people to buy a magazine and if you haven't, join Club Mundial then, and you want to just give it a test, go to WH Smith, pick up a copy, and then join Club Mundial. Yeah, or buy it off the website because we make more money. But I, I agree with the sentiment because I do remember the first time I saw Mundial in, in Smith's because I remember me and Seb having the early conversations about WH Smith and, and, and James was uh, key in that as well. And I do remember seeing it. And I also, that um, if you see it and you're not moving it to the front, yeah. that's what I should have said. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Have, have a word with yourself. Get it, get it, get it in there. 
Yeah. Exactly. I I would quite often uh, change it into two rows. <laughs> so that there was a, a double a double face of Mundial. And there. if you, indeed you are a Club Mundial <laughs> member, then tell your mates that they can buy it before they go on their planes, on their trains, you know. It's... And their automobiles. Get them around mm-hmm. the pool. Um, the goalkeeper's issue is still on sale. In an increasingly non-tangible world, world, get yourself something tangible. And my in this week is Will Meller. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my algorithm has found uh, Will Meller's uh, daily happy updates on on um, All right. on Instagram What's and Facebook. All right, well, <laughs> just a bit of coffee before day's filming. <laughs> Looking at over the, the Costa del Sol, belting, yeah. and then the next one, belting. Oh. Day one or one day. You can keep saying one day to yourself. You can keep saying one day. But what about it being day one instead? Then he's in front of a haunted place. And you know what, Will? I, I, I don't know a lot about him. I remember he was, he was Jambo in Hollyoaks. And I know he did <laughs> yes. uh, two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, which I had a soft spot for. I thought, yeah, it, was, I thought it was quite was good. He just, he's just trying to be really positive on a daily basis and hoping it gets a lot of, across yeah. to someone. And like the one I'm talking about day one or one day, it's got two and a half million views, so it must be helping someone. Wow, brilliant. You can get Because, again, you can go into it cynically, can't you? You can go into it go... Fair play. He's just trying to he's trying to be positive and make other people positive. Great. So it, Will Meller is in. Uh, by the way, W. H. Smith is obviously in. Um, this isn't going to be in. Tommy. Yeah, I knew this when I wrote it down. But it's Manchester United's new, uh, almost dark green sort of away shirt. Oh. And I, I know. Oh yeah, yeah. I can see their faces right now. They're, can I just say? <laughs> Show your my, workings. It's my favourite United shirt in years. And genuinely, I, it's nice. You've been serious. <clears throat> Thank you, James. It, it is, is beautiful. Nice. You, you're not as a fellow I, Man United fan. What do you I think? You don't like one of the it? worst football kits I have ever seen. Wow, I'm being serious. It's, it's ridiculous. That explains a lot. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm not just saying that. I, I, anyway. In Podzilla, yeah. let's not talk about the club. Just the design, the colours. I love it. That's all. If you love it and you're the type of person who'll buy it and you'll go to a match wearing it, then it's in. Oh, oh, yeah. Four ins. To... Oh no, no, James Bird. What's your in? Uh, my in is something that I've been doing throughout pre-season, which is not paying the money to watch the friendly and <laughs> following it on uh, the Molyneux Mix forum. So it's 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 following football matches on forums rather than watching the game. It's just full of a load of other lunatics who <laughs> are watching the game or listening to it or at the game, just doing a fucking, you know, <laughs> 10 second by 10 second commentary of it. People just going Moxie out. Moxie is, Jez Moxie is our former. He's not back, is he? I was going to say. No. Yeah. No, but it's just people can't <laughs> commenting. He was out a charming. long time ago, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time ago, yeah. ten years ago, Seb. Jez Moxie. We've had two. We've had two chairmen since then, but it's just people being silly, commenting on. Yeah, yeah. Someone commented on the game of the day saying uh, Matt because Wolves have re-signed Matt Doherty, saying yeah, nice. Say, yeah, saying yeah. Matt Doherty struggling. Three-year contract. Yeah, and someone and someone someone quote quote <laughs> commented the reply saying, yeah, we should think about selling him to Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> If it moves us on quickly and you never talk about this again, the fucking Molyneux mix. Can I Can I just ask a question about this? Forums seem to be me very 2003, 2004. You're a forum abuser. Look at I, you. I you have abused is. forums. I have. So, Look at you. But this is what I'm saying. Seb Se- 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 just side side I know in and about so we've gone ab- abuser's a bit harsh. <laughs> I do I do I am a long time lurker no, on them, yes. I'm intrigued <laughs> about the, the usage of forums in, in the modern age. Ramo, mate. 
Yeah. It's fucking Ramo. There's, there's really? like, I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. There I was like Twitter five. would have been the first place that you would follow. No, but, it's, no, but why would you know? Because you, it, it's, it's, it's enclosed. This right? is a gated community. Yeah. And that's oh, what yeah. you want. Well, I mean, we're going to be having one soon. Apparently, Dan's going to be running our Discord. He still can't you, use, he still can't use Google Drive. You, <laughs> you try and tell Beijing Wolf that you should be using Twitter instead <laughs> no, of more new mix. Exactly. He's in there with his people. That's all he wants. Yeah, he yeah. wants to talk. No, I'm intrigued. I, I'm not saying I disagree. Well, you're telling me you haven't been on a forum recently. No, not one that I've participated in. I only feel bullshit. Like... <laughs> it's damn bullshit. Bullshit. It's damn bullshit. That's bullshit good. lies. James, it's him, but Seb's a liar. <laughs> My outs are simply um, not being able to swim in the sea every day like I could in Norfolk. You look like you had so much fun. Huh? I'm really upset that I can't do that. With seals. Can I just say? They just kept popping up. When I saw your Instagram post... I looked at it for a good like two minutes and just smiled. I was yeah. like, "It's nice to see my mate happy." Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I'm not. Sure. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it's it, it, it's very um, very wholesome. It's nice, isn't it? Nice to get away. <laughs> nice to get away, isn't it? Were, how close were the seals coming up to you? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I missed, I missed. All I could think about was Tommy saying that he had a date last night and they were shagging and they couldn't finish. And then he's just saying, <laughs> yeah, I saw Owen's picture come up this morning of him on the beach and I just couldn't stop staring at it for two minutes because it made me so happy. <laughs> no wetsuit or anything, just, just shorts. A wetsuit? No, no. <laughs> I, 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 I like, I'm asking questions because it sounds a lot of fun. No wetsuit, no. I just like to wear a wetsuit because you can piss yourself. Often. No, no one says anything. Well, you can, you can, you can piss in the sea, Sam. Yeah. Don't need a wetsuit. I'm just having a piss in the sea. No, I know. Then he'll just be trapped. No, in but the... I like doing it out the sea. That's the, that's the joy. Wait, in a wetsuit? Yeah, yeah. You just sit at home and piss in a wetsuit? No, I... <laughs> that's what you just said, wasn't it, Jason? No, as you're going yeah, into the sea, you go much. for pissing. It is... Well, you start pissing as you're walking into the sea in a wetsuit. Yeah. It warms you up. It warms you up. Isn't that the idea? You're supposed to go for piss first. Yeah, weird thing. Maybe not. Idea. No, that's that is true. Might be a Somerset is, thing. Is is it? Maybe it's a Somerset. That's what, what I was told when we yeah. used to go bodyboarding in Cornwall. Yeah, we have to go for piss. That what that that yeah. lessens the shock apparently. Whatever. Um, so James, <laughs> you as a sea swimmer, do you um, oh. do you always take the um, opportunity to um, trunks off and have a bit of a naked swim? Not always, Owen. No, very much depends on the situation, doesn't it? In yeah. in in Cornwall, I will be. Yeah. The, you know, it's not in the middle of the day. Because your family are naturists. Because <laughs> my family are naturists. And the, <laughs> the water's not as clear as, as in, in, in... Of course, yeah. You've got to be Mediterranean, careful. So you're a bit more covered. Oh, I, I, I loved it. Yeah. I loved good. it and I would love good. to do more of it. So, um, it, well, out, not being able to swim in the sea, but in very much in is sea swimming. Right, get your outs going quickly because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move you on. Seb. Phoenix Knights not being available to watch anywhere properly online. It's a 20-foot cock and balls. <laughs> it, uh, we've seen the tweets, you see the gif, and it just makes you want to watch it so much. And I want to... Yeah. I fucking pay it and have it on my uh, on Apple TV. I would... I've got no... You know, I'd do it properly. But it's it's a travesty that one of the best programmes that has been made... It, but do you know what? I've thought about this a lot, and I used to agree, but now I think... Um, I get it. That, what that him not? I think have he it wants it to remain cult, and I don't think he wants it to become oversaturated, like the the office or something has been unavailable mm. and everything. I think he wants to keep the magic a little bit, and I think you know what? Yeah. He doesn't need the money. It's his, it's his art and his IP. Like a lot of integrity. It's the joy, yeah, it? but it could bring joy to so many. Honestly, I think it's just it's a shame that people haven't, haven't enough people haven't. Okay, youngsters won't. Have yeah, seen I just, I've still got I've still got a DVD of it. So Same if you want to make a copy. 
Would you like a copy of yeah, this? Yeah, that was always a laugh when it burning a DVD. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> would you? Would you? Regents. Like... You remember re DVDs? Regents. This isn't right. Oh. Would you like me to burn you a DVD if you next night? It doesn't seem sure. What? Yeah. Why would, yeah, you, I'd, why I'd would you not? Watch, uh, I would love. To, you yeah. would. I think. I'd Have think... you got a DVD player? No. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I suppose all them. I suppose all them Yeovil videos. <laughs> got a mini disc player somewhere. Oh, it's part of the archive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If I if I press the wrong Betamax. If I press the wrong combination on the keyboard, it starts playing. Peter Max, what the hell? Cine 8, fucking hell. This is, this is just a worse version of Phoenix. Yeah, right? that's good. You remember? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 you're right. But no, I just think it's a shame. It, yep, it is a shame. James, uh, I'll put it in out, although I do agree with the integrity of preserving your art. Yeah. <clears throat> just because it'd make you happier. I've been trying to grow my hair and I think it's stopped growing. <laughs> I no, think it's just stopped it growing. Well, you've had a succession of... Terrible haircuts. Um, you go to a different person every time, so they don't know your hair. Um, so it's it's your own fault. Huh. Um, I'll put it in out if you want, as long as you stop talking about your hair. Okay. Out. There you go. Super grand. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> Sorry. My hair. My hair is going to cinema with uh, your mates rather than on your own. Since since I've got sober, uh, I, I used to hate alone time. Now I fucking love alone time. Mm. And I love going to the cinema on my own. That's my favourite thing. If I'm stressed, if I've had a shit week with work it's such and a life, it's a wonderful Sunday thing night do. is, I've started going every other Sunday or every Sunday if I can to the cinema on my own. I went with my mates recently and one of my mates, God love him, one of my very best mates, but he is a loud breather and mm. I couldn't fucking focus on the film. I could only focus on his fucking breathing. Like that. Yeah. And good lad, but loud breather. Yeah. I'm sure he won't mind saying this, but Mundial's Dan Sanderson, you'd never go to the cinema with Dan. Live breather. No, no, no. Me and, Seb, me and Seb went to... Um, Complete messer. Me and Seb went to watch Train Spotting 2 with Dan in Manchester once, yeah. Yeah. and he spent the whole film on his phone. Yeah, yeah. Just, no. the, just the light flash, and I had to sit like that. Yeah. Did you not bollock him, though? So, well, I just kept looking across. I, I, bo I bollocked some kids. I think in the end he, 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 went out, he went out. He went out. He just went out. He went out. Didn't, didn't see the end of it. It was a good it. film. It was all right. It's a great film. What it's, the second one? It doesn't matter if it's a good film or a shit I, film. I, you also, don't do that. It's rude. No, no, no. It's I agree. Rude. I agree. Go, go in the cinema on your own. It's, a, a it's one of the great treat, treats. A yeah, real yeah. treat. Yeah. So going to the cinema with other people, I will put in and out. Thank you, mate. This has been reminding you I love football. Uh, he has been Seb the Labrador White. He has been Tommy St. Bernard Stewart. And he has been the Otterhound James Paul Christian Bird. Thank you to Art of Football for the T-shirts. Thank you very much. Please check out um, mondalmag.com for how you can buy the magazine or subscribe or read some of our former glories. Um, there's some good stuff on there. Mondal Mag on Twitter or X. Uh, Monday Mag on Instagram and Monday Mag on Facebook. Recorded at Spiritland, where we love, where we feel very much at home. We do. Where our things are hung up and me and James keep leaving things. Yeah. <laughs> For me to collect. And we think Tommy lives here now. <laughs> oh, it's not a bad. I'd, See not ya. Bad. Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye bye. Leave a review, please. Yeah, review, review, review. review. Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football Co production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White, hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst, and recorded on the run.